At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Blog Talk Radio.
Wednesday, April 23rd, 2014, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, just to quickly explain what Boy Crazy Radio is, well, thank you very much for asking. Um, if you must know, Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, okay? For anyone and everyone out there, yes, even you, whoever you might be, whatever it is you're going through, I am here to serve as your big sister, the big sister you never even knew you wanted or needed for the next hour, all right? So if any of the following descriptive descriptive terms sound familiar to you or whatever and know for sure, Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home, okay? You guys, are any of you out there sad, uh, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, are you a shit talker, are you a total fucking high school nerd who grips the straps of your backpack that's covered in whiteout and passes for bad bands way too tight, are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom right now just binge eating and picking at your fucking face, well cut the fuck out, nobody's going to love you if you're all fucking pockmarked, don't do it, trust me, I know from experience, are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction? Or maybe just hoping to feel a little bit less alone. Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that stupid fucking thing you did at that party with that guy or girl in a closet last weekend after having too many drinks? Me too. Let's talk about it. Are all of your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then get used to it? It's called real life. It never stops. Is the guy you like, the guy or girl you like, not responding to all of your text messages that you've been texting with no reply, uh, all, your, all of your Facebook posts, all your retweets, or Instagram likes, huh, maybe, maybe stop doing that, but we'll talk about that. Is your dad cheating on your mom with you? Holy fucking shit. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a podcast masquerading as a legitimate radio show, even though actually podcasts are better because they, they're everywhere? I mean, whatever. I, whatever. It's a podcast, but let's just call it a radio show. Anyway, if any of those descriptions sound like you, then this is your goddamn lucky day because that's what Boy Crazy Radio is here for. You, just you and me, let's figure it out. Let's make you feel better. Let's distract you. Let's make you feel at home. In a world where you don't feel at home, this is a little place you can call your home. So dial 646-378-0649. I'm going to repeat this. Pick up your smartphone. Save this number in your smartphone. The number is 646 378 0649. Yeah. Welcome to Boy Crazy Radio. Just so you know, also, on a side note of a side note, if you are too much of a pussy to call into the actual show, which is actually not that scary, and I understand why you might think it's scary. I used to call into Loveline all the time because I, I love Loveline. I still do. I actually still call in. And yes, I know. It's scary. All of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm going to get through. Ah, my friends might listen and they might hear me and it's embarrassing. And ah. It gets scary. I don't know why, but it does. It just does. So use a fake name. No one's listening. This is the internet. Nobody gives a fuck. And if they do, they've got the problem. So, uh, yeah, and if you are too much of a pussy to call into this show happening now at 9.07 p.m. on April 23rd, 2014 on a Wednesday, then tweet me your question at I'm Boy Crazy, the letter I-M-B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. Once again, that is the letter I, the letter M, the letter D-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. Oh, God, it feels so good to just get all that information out there. Now, also, 
Um, I'm going to say a few more things. And then I'm going to say a few more things, and I'm going to say a few more things. If the sound quality is not good, please tell me. I'm using a bizarro uh, headset microphone thing that I'm not sure. I'm not, I mean, that's really sexual, I mean, sexy visual. Um, I know. But I mean, the sound quality is good and, and, and it's not bad. And if it's bad, I will fix it. So also let me know how the sound quality is. The number is 646-378-0649. And uh, yeah. And also, if you don't call in, I will fucking kill you. No, uh, I, if you don't call in, I don't know you're listening. I don't know you care. I don't know you're out there. I don't know that you want Boy Crazy Radio to even happen. Yes, I do hear from people who email that sometimes they can't call into the live show, but they do like listening, and I appreciate that. That's great. But if you are listening and you do want to call in and you're too scared to call in or you don't think it matters if you don't call, but you want to and you have a burning desire and you have the ability to, it's very helpful if you call because uh, that's the main reason I'm here, to connect with people. Oh, did I just say that? I did. Oh, God. Anyway, you guys, <clears throat> I'll tell you a little bit about my week. Uh, I just had the worst weekend experience of my entire life, and I'm going to tell you, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I feel like I'm able to give good advice because I've had many horrible experiences, and uh, that's only one of the reasons. And, you know, this is actually very common, I give great advice, even if I have horrible experiences and I can't always give myself the best advice, I do have uh, the keen ability to see things clearly outside of myself and give wonderful advice to other people. And I also like listening and I have the energy, so those are all reasons why I think I'm good at this. But as for my own fucked up life, just so you know that I'm one of you, I get into my own fucking shenanigans that are horrible, um, I was PMSing. For guys out there and people who just aren't in the know, that means PMS. That means I had premenstrual premenstrual syndrome. All right, so I was in the precipice. Uh, I was waiting. I was in line to get my period. I was waiting to get my period a few days before I got my period. And I have a thing called Period Tracker, which is an app on my phone. Um, so I knew my period was just around the corner. But I'm in a long distance relationship. And whenever we can make time to see each other, and we try not to go three weeks without seeing each other, because three weeks, if you don't see somebody for three weeks, at least for me, and from what my girlfriends who are very busy and whose boyfriends and then they travel and their boyfriends travel, if you don't connect with the person you're dating and in love with, and three weeks goes by without seeing them in person, it's like they're a stranger. It's like you've never met them before or something, or you've got to, like, get reacquainted. Anyway, um... So even though I'm PMSing and I don't really want to see him because I probably shouldn't because I should protect him from my fucking craziness, I made a plan to see him because I thought I have a brain and I have the ability to overcome uh, Mother Nature. I'm logical. I'm not a fucking kook. And I can see this dude. So I'm all excited. I love the guy. It's so wonderful. I can't wait to see him. And... uh I'm even texting from the plane. He got my ticket. You know, he bought, he's a gentleman. He bought my ticket for me, and I get on the plane, and we're texting, and he's wonderful. He only wants to make me happy. He's a great guy, blah, 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 yawn. And I get on the plane, and I'm texting him, and I'm like, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you. This is so great. I'm going to try to be cool. I, I'm going to try to play it cool, but I'm so excited to see you. Ah! And it's only a two-hour flight. And then right after I text him that, and right after he texts me, me too, because he's also excited to see me, or whatever. I check his Instagram. Uh, I check my Instagram, and then I go to his Instagram, 
And like a lunatic girl that I am, or just the girl that I am, I decide to click on new followers, his new followers. I want to see who's following him. So I click on followers, and I see I see this girl, this girl that I know started following him. And immediately, a surge of just fucking jealous, angry, girly, territorial bullshit feeling just sweeps over my entire system. Because this girl in my past has, like, done fucked up shit where she just has gotten on my nerves and she's hit on other guys I've dated and she's dated guys that I've dated. And it's just like, I don't know. I was jealous and I was pissed and I was angry at her. And I went, fuck, I posted a photo of my boyfriend or, I, or whatever. And now she's following him. That, that made me upset. And my, my hormones are heightened. All right. Women make babies and their tummies. And we have this blood that we create to, to hold a baby every month. And when you're not making a baby, you have all this blood in you and it gets flushed through your vagina. Things get wacky. All right. Things get weird. We, have a lot, we do a lot. We're amazing creatures, us women. But a, so that, and, and so forgive us for being extra emotional and hormonal. Jesus Christ. Let's go back to me and my, nut, my, nut, my nutty story. So then I go to check on who he's following because surely he wouldn't be following her back. And by the way, I know all of this is like totally unfair and horrible, but I'm just walking through my feelings. And women, I'm sure you can relate. And I would love to open up the conversation of how Instagram has started numerous arguments for many couples. Uh, justified or unjustified arguments, but, you know, but to do with Instagram because of Instagram. So then I see that he followed her back. <gasps> what the f- Are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. So the plane is about to take off, and I send a completely insane tirade of text, just like, but I can't. I just saw that you're following this girl. I can't believe it. I guess all men's eyes wander. Oh, my God, is it because she has my haircut or, you know, this is so, you know, she kind of looked like me, and I was pissed, and I was just, like, so pissed. Even though logically I know that he's a great guy, blah, 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 yawn. Let's not get into the fact that he's right and I'm wrong. Let's get into the fact that I'm a woman and I have feelings, goddammit. So I send him a series of angry, insane fucking texts, like, oh, my God, my heart's broken. I feel completely empty. I want off this plane. I can't believe you did this. Like, blah, blah, blah. Why, why, why? Um. And I just can't fucking shake this anger. And then, you know, he texts back. He's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, the poor guy has no idea what I'm talking about. He doesn't know this girl. Like, he says it's not because he was attracted to her, blah, blah, blah. But I guess we'll we'll never really know, will we? But whatever. Anyway, I know I'm in the wrong, but we'll never really know. So, um, you just can't trust anybody. But, oh, my God, I'm already getting sucked back into my anger and feeling justified by my anger towards him for doing nothing wrong. Anyway, so then... He's driving to the airport to come pick me up. I'm on the plane. I have to turn my phone off. You can't be texting from the plane. It just doesn't work unless I'm on a private jet, and I've never been on a private jet, and I don't know if I'll ever be on a private jet, and that's fine. There's a time to text and a time not to text, and it's nice to take a break from texting every once in a while. Thank God you can't die because I had already made a series of textual blunders to my boyfriend. So I'm on the plane. My whole mood is is different, and there's no going back. It's over. I fully believe why I'm upset. I feel justified. I start talking to the girl next to me in depth about why I'm upset with my boyfriend and, and she agrees with me. <laughs> That's the amazing thing. She didn't even see. She she didn't even think that he was right. She thought he was wrong too. She's like, let me see a picture of this girl. Let me see this girl's account. And I showed it to her and she was like, wait, does he know her? And I went, no, he doesn't. And she goes, oh, that's weird oh, I don't like that. That's fucking weird. And I went, I know. I can't believe this. 
I guess, you know, all dies, blah, blah, blah. Just, they, 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 you know, you can't, you can't trust anybody and, and, you know, nobody's really in love with one person and everybody's eyes wander. And, of course, me of all people, I mean, I have a website called I'mBoyCrazy.com. I put promiscuous photos of other people, never myself, on my blog, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, on my Tumblr, on my fucking blog talk radio, whatever it is you're listening to now, Boy Crazy Radio uh, advertisements. Um, but the funny thing is when I'm in love, I'm not that person. I'm not crazy flirty with other people. I'm not even, I, don't, I can't even think of another guy to masturbate to when I'm in love. That's how in love I am. That's why when I'm in love, I go crazy. I get insane. So I land in Washington and the whole trip is ruined. I'm like pissed at him and, I, and there was only 48 hours to spend with him and I had to make a decision. Am I going to get over this? I called my mom as I'm walking like to the baggage claim area. My mom's like, okay, I understand why you're upset. I totally get it, but try to address it without being angry. I'm like, okay, okay. I give up Okay. Everybody loves me. Why do we do this? I can't believe this. I can't believe Why did this have to happen? Oh, I can't snap out of it. I can't snap out of it. And he's there. And I think I also can't change my mood because I've already sent him a serious wacky text. So I think it would be a bit bizarre to be like, hey, what's going on? Hi, I love you. Woo, this is great. Because he just got a bunch of these insane texts. Um, plus, I like I added a uh, another text when when I landed. I went, well, I just landed. You probably aren't even here. You probably aren't pick, even picking me up anymore. But I'm here. Um, so it would have seemed weird to just snap out of that and be a nice, kind person, even though that would have been the way cooler, smarter, right thing to do. And then from there, it just went downhill. I just committed. I thought there's not enough time to make this better. There's too much pressure to have a great trip. I can't, I, I'm not evolved enough to do that. I'm going to go, I'm going to pick away, and it's not going to be the good way. I'm going to take this and fucking drive it into the ground. Because, and we did have a series of nice moments, we did, because I would have been insane if we had spent the whole time having a horrible time. We did have a few nice moments, but then I had to keep returning to uh, unevolved mood, which was anger. And my ego is in full force, and I just fucking, ugh, rode it into the ground. Um, but yeah. And uh, now it's over. I mean, the relationship's not over, but I actually had a point. But I've, my cat in the background is making tons of noise because uh, I locked him in a room while I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to take a phone call. Um, oh, yeah, here's what I was going to say. I got I, – at some point I knew it's like stop being this way. Stop being angry. It's not his fault. He didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing wrong. Stop. Snap out of it. Get out of this, Alexi. But then there's another layer. I don't know if you girls can relate to this or if anybody who's listening can relate to this, but when you are wrong or when you are angry with someone that you're in a relationship with, it's sometimes it's embarrassing to say I'm sorry. And sometimes it's not that it's embarrassing to say sorry, but I then the, a, a different feeling is, well, now he must hate me for being so upset. Now he must, like, be so mad at me. How can he forgive me for being as impossible as I was being? And then I get overwhelmed with shame. And the shame, you know, just keeps me being defensive. And then I, I, I can't be kind because I go, well, now I don't feel safe with him. Now he's mad at me. Now I can't even logically figure out why you wouldn't be mad at me anymore. And so I'm going to protect myself because I feel alone and scared next to him because he doesn't love me and I just feel completely abandoned and unsafe. Anyway. So I went home, and it's been a few days, and I feel better, 
and I may think I think he does too. And then you have to fucking move on and move forward. And I'm hoping the next trip, nothing bizarre happens. And then and another thing, and I will get to this. Area code six hundred one is calling. I should get to this phone call. You know what? I'll talk about the other thing in a moment. Um, area code six zero one. You're on Boy Crazy Radio. Sorry for uh, my my long rant. What's going on with you? Oh, uh, that's okay. I um I actually I, I I didn't expect to be picked first. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, do I tell you my name or like what? Just start talking. Oh yes. Everybody or anybody who's calling in when you when you get through, give me your name, your age, uh, and from where you are calling. Okay, I am Gwen. I'm 24, and I'm from Mississippi. You're from where? Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi. Oh, awesome. What's up? Okay, and so I guess my question is, like, I don't know how to be myself with guys. Um, Recently I had, like, two experiences with boys, and they're both kind of, like, failed experiences. Like, I wasn't myself with them. Um, and I'm still, like, not myself with them. Like, I think I, I feel like I give too much of a fuck about their opinion. And it's like I don't – I, like, forget who I am. And, like, I can't remember who I am. And it's kind of like if they don't think I'm pretty, then I don't feel pretty. If they don't laugh at my jokes, then I don't feel like I'm funny. And it's like I become whoever they think I am as opposed to who I actually am. And it's like now I'm so confused. I don't feel like myself any anymore ever at all. And so I guess I wanted to know, like, how do I stop doing that? And how do, like, I stop giving so much of a fuck that I, like, lose who I am and, like, all the things that make me, like, exciting and fun and all those things that, like, someone would want to date, you know? Oh, my God. That is such a great question. And that is, oh, my God. That's, like, one of the best questions anybody's ever called in with. Um, Well, I've been wondering for a while, and I've been trying to get, like, I've been, like, reading blogs and stuff, and I'm like, how do you do that? How do you just, like, not give a fuck and just be yourself, like, no matter what? And you can walk away from a situation being like, well, that didn't work out, but at least I was myself. So it's okay that it didn't work out. Well, here's the thing. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. Um, you are 24 years old. Sometimes it just takes time, you know what I mean? Oh, by the way, is the sound quality of the show okay? Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, I can hear you great. I'm, like, listening to it on my phone, so it's good. Oh, great. Um. That's just something, like, I feel like, you know, it could just be, like, a time and an age thing where it's, like, it takes a while sometimes just to, like, and I think it's because, like, you need confidence. And and when people are more confident, they feel more grounded and they feel like, like, oh, I'm good at something. I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. And mm-hmm. and that kind of, like, that kind of makes you be able to breathe and not give all the power to the other person. But let's try to... Let's try to jumpstart your confidence and, and 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 try to get you grounded as quickly as possible on this phone call right now. Um, what are you? Are you are you in? What'd you say? As that's cool. Okay. Well, what do you what do you, are you studying? What are you doing right now? And, and are, do you have a job? Are you in school? Uh, well, I'm finishing school. I actually graduate from law school in like 20 days. Well, May 10th, I graduate. From oh my law god, you're in you're in law school. Yeah. Oh, I'm finishing law what kind, school. So. What kind of law? Uh, well, I don't really know yet. Hopefully, um, I'll be in D.C. Uh, next year. I'm just kind of focusing on passing the bar. Like, as soon as school's over, I have to start studying for the bar, which is in July. So. Well, okay. First off, that is huge. So you're the smart, amazing woman. You're in school. You're you're gearing up to have, like, an amazing career. That's incredible. So you should be proud of yourself for that. And, you know, I didn't go to college. A lot of people don't go to college. A lot of people don't go to law school. And, like, 
So you're fucking incredible to that. That's one. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure they're missing out. I feel like you're probably better off without law school. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, this is your life, and you're doing this thing that's that's amazing. So, like, you just have to remember that you're more than what you look like. You've got your own life and your own shit going on. You don't need anybody. And if they don't just, I mean, I swear to God, this is time and confidence. This is, like, and it, it doesn't it doesn't come overnight, but you just have to, like, Every time you go on a date, you just kind of have to have, like, a mantra to yourself or be, be thinking that, like, be having a little conversation in, in your head before you go out during the date when you notice those feelings come up of, like, being completely nervous and wondering what your facial expressions are like or, feel like, yeah. being super aware of everything. You know what I mean? Because I've done the same thing. You go on yeah, dates. Yeah, that's so that, you know, exactly what it's like. I know, and I've done the same thing because I think that's what my whole joke about being, my, about, you know, this idea of, and, of me being boy crazy was because I used to be so boy crazy. I used to, you know, have crushes on boys all the time and go on tons of dates, but I was so self-aware and I was so nervous about all that. It all mattered so much to me. It was so scary for me that, that like, I guess, um, you know, all that, like, fascinated me. Love, love dating and human interactions and, like, guys and identity. All that stuff matters to me. So that's, that's the reason I have my website and that's kind of what boy crazy yeah. stands for. I guess I guess going mental, going crazy, like, through the, you know, this is so fucking scary to meet somebody and, like, you hope to fall in love and you're nervous and you're vulnerable and you're putting yourself out there and it's, like, all these crazy, scary things that have to do with, like, you know, interacting with boys and uh, or men or yeah. whatever. So, like, you know, and I still do it. It's, like, every once in a while, like, I'll be, if I don't know somebody. Also, remember, you don't know the person. You're allowed to be nervous, okay? You're allowed to be yeah. nervous. And that's okay. And you just have to sometimes ground yourself and go, I'm sitting in this chair. I am, we're having dinner or we're going to go see a movie or we're just walking and talking and just kind of like, just remind yourself where you are. Get out, try to get out of your head and like look at him and put your attention on his face or just like really try to listen to what the guy is saying and be engaged with him. And then like forgive yourself. Like when you get in your head and you're like, oh my God did my mouth just curl up in a weird way or is like my eyes being weird yeah. now it's twitching or like my nose, my face, oh, my stomach just growled. Oh God. Like, Oh no, there's food on my face. Yeah. Like just, you know, if that happens, it happens. It's okay. Because you know what? I was actually telling a friend, you're, you're aware of it and you're, and you're trying to see, Oh God, I've got a fucking kitten and I have the kitten mm-hmm. right now and it's making noise and being horrible. Anyway, but I actually told somebody today, a man that, yeah. I, that I was talking to and, and that, I, that I work with, and I was like, I, I was like, oh, God, I just had lunch, and I hope there isn't cilantro on, you know, on my face. And, you know, I've had, like, lunch meetings with him before, and he goes, mm-hmm. oh, wow, you, he goes, you have a lot of, like, eating phobias. And I was like, you know what, I do. And he, and, uh, he, goes, he goes, you need to go see a, and I cut him off, and I went, no, no, I already see a therapist. And he goes, he, he goes you need to see, like, an, 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 you know, he made some joke about, like, some kind of therapist for eating or whatever eating phobias yeah. and I was like I was like you know what I have it I'd rather just talk about it and like that my way of dealing with it is like I have my mirror I have my Listerine mint spray I check my teeth I make a comment about it and it might be exhausting and annoying but it's my thing that's what I do is embrace it like you're don't beat yourself up on top of feeling nervous or you're like oh like I'm so aware of it just like it is what it is and you can even tell him like you're on a date with a guy you can be like you can be like, do you ever get hyper self-aware when you're on a date with somebody? Like, you can ask the guy and put it on him and see what yeah. he says. And if the guy's like, no, just go, wow, so good for you. How lucky for you. Like, I'm totally yeah. experiencing that all the time. You know what I mean? Just make, 
That's why people use humor as a defense mechanism. It's a coping tool. And it's no big deal, all the feelings you're having. and putting. But, like, remember, the dude, okay, you're putting the guy, I'm going to take it in a new level. I, I'm, I've had a lot of caffeine, but this could be good. <laughs> this could be helpful because I'm going to throw more information. I have it, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's another thing. We as women, and this is not just you and not just me either, I'm sure every girl listening, we put guys on pedestals. Like we make them yeah. more important. We want we want our size to be small enough. We want so they'll like us and they probably like chunky chicks or whatever, but we're like, we have to be perfect or I don't know, whatever, like whatever. Like we have to be a certain way. We have to have a bubble butter, no butter, perfect skin yeah. and blah 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 and everything has to be perfect because we want them to like us and it's like Take them off the pedestal. They want to be inside your vagina. They want to have sex with you. They want you to like them and put yourself on the pedestal as hard as it is. Just try to remember what I'm saying to you the next time I'm on a date. That The dude is trying to buy you dinner and get you a drink so he can, like, date rape you or whatever. You know what I mean? So he's a creep or he's a dude, and he wants to have sex with you, and you have so much power. You're the girl. Like, 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 Like I said a moment ago. I got in a fight with my boyfriend because I was hyper-emotional. I'm so in love with him. Yeah. I act like a fucking, a fucking nutcase. But we're women, and there's blood forming in my tummy uh, because we have the ability to have babies, and we're amazing and godlike. And, uh, and so, yeah, I yeah. act like a nutcase. So just remember that we're, we're, we're the master species, okay? Like, we're better. <laughs> but, and, uh, it's true. And so you're I so, think, yeah. I read that on your, I read that on your blog once uh, about how um, you remember that you have all the power. And um, it's like I know that, but then it's like I feel like I give it all to them. Like I give them all the power. Like I feel like with me what's always happening is like I give them the power to decide like, oh, we're going to date now or, oh, we're not going to date or, oh, like so this power decides like where it's going to go. And I don't ever know when I lose it. I'm like, how did I lose control of this situation? And you give it away. Like, it's But listen, yeah. it's your power to, to keep for yourself or to give away and like, you got your own life going on. You have to remember that. You don't need anybody. You have friends and you have your family and you have work yeah. to do and you've got, you've got a bar to pass, you know, like you've got shit to do and it's like you, and, and it's, it's going to take time and it's not an overnight thing. It's like you have to keep remembering these things and it might be, you might be 26 or 32 or 33 or fucking whenever, but, and also but yeah, when you start remembering these things, but also, and feeling comfortable in your skin and stuff and, and not giving all your power away. But also sometimes just be thankful and go, well, you know what? Maybe it didn't work out with that guy, not because you gave your power away, but because he's not yeah. the right guy for you. You felt, you felt uncomfortable with him and you didn't feel super, like, super cozy and comfortable with him, maybe for a reason he's not the right guy for you. And that's how you know. But also actually a, like something to be thankful for because it's like, that's why it's so rare when you do meet somebody and you're like, wow, I, I feel nervous, but it's okay. Or he, I feel, I feel good with him and he accepts me and, and like, and, and it's all right. Like, and then it keeps going and, and then, and then that, yeah. you know, all those nerves dissipate. You know what I mean? Like, like it's exciting yeah. to be nervous when you first date someone self-aware. And then when you meet the right person and it's meant to be, or at least meant to be for a few years or however long you're going to date, cause you're very young. Um, that, that will trickle away, and, and then you'll be comfortable, and then, and then hopefully that person will turn into your best friend and, and somebody you have great sex with and everything, and, and then you'll just remember the beginning of being excited to be nervous with him because you're just meeting him and stuff, and, and it was all okay. And I don't know. It's just so normal. 
to be like that, but it is painful because it's exhausting. That's why I ask the other person questions and try to make sure he, you listen to his answers and remember how cool and important you are and how you don't need him. Like, remember that you're deciding if you like him. You have to just, I know you know these things, but just, like, remember me like, saying these things. Yeah, it's like, I know that. And it's, like, hard, like, when you're in that situation to be like, because uh, sometimes I'll be like, Gwen, you're supposed to be deciding if you like this guy, not, like, oh, my gosh. Even if I've been with, like, a guy, I didn't even like him, as it turned out. I just really, like, needed him to like me. And, like, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't, like, that great of a guy. And it was, like, it hit me after, like, it all ended. I was, like, I didn't even really like him. He wasn't that great and hurt my feelings so much that he didn't want me. But then it was, like, he was horrible. Um, I don't know. That's so funny, you know, because that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an intricate aspect of this. That's like a different layer of this, too, because of, of, a, of a guy liking you and, and being nervous around a guy or being upset if a guy doesn't like you or whatever, because I've experienced that, too, where it's like, wait a minute, I don't like this guy, but wait a minute, he doesn't like me? No, no, I didn't like him. How can he not like me? But that's like, yeah. And, and then you're, you're like, wait a minute, and then you give him your power because you're so upset that, he didn't like you, so and you're making him like he wins, when in reality, if you just take your ego out of it and you just realize, oh, this is awesome. I don't like him anyway, so thank God he doesn't like me, so nobody's feeling to get hurt, and it's great. And cause yeah. that's just like exactly. ego and not feeling like you have any worth and, and you know, it's just, just you just focus on school right now and you make sure a guy treats you nice. Oh, and make sure a guy treats you nicely, you ask questions, you try to get out of your head, and right before you go on a date, Try to just mm-hmm. be quiet for a moment. Just be quiet for a moment before you go on the date. Like, give yourself, like, ten minutes or something and, like, write down, the like, the, the bullet points of what you and I just spoke about. You're deci- you write down, like, I'm deciding if I like him. I'm, I don't need him. I have an amazing life. I have a full, busy life. He should be lucky to date me. He wants to have sex with me. How is he going to woo me? You know what I mean? Just whatever. Just, like, get get still with yourself mm-hmm. and, and, and try to like ground yourself in that stillness and remind yourself of your worth and what you're trying to get out of the situation. And you really, you're just like, you're, you're making a new friend. You're meeting a new person. It's no big thing. It's no big deal. You're just meeting a new person and, and take both of you off the pedestal. You're just hanging out and just like relax as mm-hmm. fucking hard as that is to do, because I swear to God, I've had a lot of awkward dates where I'm, like, sweating and shaking, and I'm like, ah, my <laughs> eye is twitching. I'm just, like, so self-aware of my mouth and my nostrils and my everything. Like, don't worry. I, I, you're so not alone in this. So at least know that you're not alone in any of your hyper-aware self-consciousness because, yeah. you know, if you're, if, if you're feeling it, know that everybody has felt this at some point in their life for sure, men and women. So think about that too and just just breathe and listen to nice music before you go out and stretch and just like hula hoop or whatever write some stuff down on a blank piece of paper and maybe like take 10 breaths like real deep in and out and like that's that's cool that'll just like you have a little thing that nobody will see you do this but it could make you feel a lot better and then and just try to just try to have fun with the person and then they might be a dick or annoying and you might not like them but just try to have a fun hang fest because you're just meeting another human being who, who, you know, just be nice to them and hope they're nice to you and whatever. I feel like it's, do you ever, whenever it's been, like, a friend, like, let's say you went out with a friend, because it was, like, one of the guys was, like, one of my friends, and we're still friends, even though he told me that I wasn't his type, so that's a whole other story. Um, wow. He, 
it's like when it's when you're friends, it's like they know you in one way. So then, how do you become like? I don't know. How do you even think those things and like? How do they? I feel like you know me in this way. How do I get you to see me in another way? Even though you asked me out on a date and you did all these things, I don't know. Oh, so this is like a whole other question. So, so like a friend of yours, a guy who's a friend of yours, asked you on a date recently. Uh, well, it was kind of like a long, a year-long saga where we, I asked him to go to uh, one of our law school events with me, and then um, we hung out and hooked up, and then he asked me on a day, and we went to dinner, and then I, and then he asked me on another, and we went to dinner, and then I don't know, everything got weird. We went to lunch, and it was weird, and I asked him what was happening with us, and he said um, that. He just didn't want to date anybody right now, and that he um, and that he liked me as a friend. He just didn't want to date anybody right now. And then it was summertime, and I came back from summer, and uh, I went over to his house, and we ended up like hooking up again. And then um, recently, like a few weeks ago, like I don't know, we weren't we were still friends the whole time, just hanging out like normal, like nothing happened. And um, the same kind of situation happened where we were at a party together and we just ended up together again. And then I asked him, I was like, what is happening? And he was just like, I was like, why isn't it working out with us? Like, what's happening? And he was like, I just, I only like you. He said, I, I like you as a friend. I just, um, you're not quite my type. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, here's here's the deal with this guy, with this guy in particular. So it's not happening. And he's still, okay, here's he still hangs out with you. We still hang out all the time. And he, like, we, he's always trying to get me to study with him. And, like, I watch his dog for him sometimes and, like, all these Okay, wait, things. wait, but, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's the deal with this guy. Do you like him still and he hurt your feelings and you like him and you're hoping to get something going at some point because you think it's, it's like, like, it's really deep? I, it's like I like him still because, like, I can't, I don't, I can't, like, get rid of the feelings I have for him. Like, I think it's because he was, like, one of the first people I really, really liked, not for just, like, oh, I want them to like me, but I liked who he was. And I was, like, oh, he's, like, someone I could end up with. Like, I really, really like who he is. Okay, listen to me. Listen, stop. You can't end up with someone who blatantly says, you're not my type, I don't want a girlfriend, but then they hook up with you and blah, blah. We have to snap snap you out of your own head. You have to have some self-respect. The dude doesn't want you to be his girlfriend, and you're 24, you're not going to end up with him because I'm not going to let you have a baby in the next year. You know, you can't have a baby until you're past 30, okay? So this dude, you can't watch his dog anymore. Your big sister, me, is telling you no more dog watching or sitting for him, all right? And and also all girls, if you have to ask a dude what's happening, nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. You know what I mean? Like, dude, this is going to be what I was going to say before I took your phone call about my argument with my boyfriend this weekend and it came down to like men and women and how different they are at communicating and yeah. how women love to love, women love to communicate you and I've been on the phone for seven hours right now and we're like talking and we're yeah. like talking about guys <laughs> and feelings and men when they're confronted or when something uncomfortable comes up or and a woman goes I just just tell me what's happening or like I just I need you to just make me feel better what, what are you doing like guys are like what uh, and then they turn inward for the most part. I'm just I'm generalizing, but this is not this is not foreign to men. Like for the most part, men don't communicate like women do. They never have, or they weren't brought up doing that. Men aren't really allowed to cry. Uh, you're called a fucking fag if you cry when you're younger, or if you're different, you're not all like fucking macho or whatever. Anyway, 
so um, that's what I was going to say before. It's about how, like, men and women are so different at communicating. And we, women want answers, and men freak out, and they don't want to deal with it, and they just fucking run in the other direction because it, it, it exhausts them. So the deal is, dude told you how he feels. He doesn't want to be your yeah. boyfriend. You're not his type. Please watch my dog. Uh, I just want to be friends. I'm never going to be your boyfriend. So you got to listen to that information, take it for what it is, and not ask, but what are we doing? I'm confused. Well, it's not confusing. He wants to make out with you because he's – just leave it. You can't – I say don't text him or contact him. Let him text you. See how you feel if you want to respond. Don't get sexual with him anymore. Do not watch his dog because it seems like he can walk all over you, and I don't want you watching his dog anymore. And, yeah, so – we're in the same friend group, so we, like, see each other all the time. And, like, we well, your phone's cutting out. Hello? Oh, yeah, your can phone's you cutting out. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, like, it's weird because we're, like, in the same friend group. So we see each other, like, almost every day. And um, we study together. And he's always, like, asking me to study with him and, like, all these I know, leave groups. it. I know, but leave it. Then he's sticking you around and you're falling for it. He told you to once. He wants to make out sometimes, never be your boyfriend, and watch your dog. And, and the question isn't how do you turn a friendship into a romance. The romance will happen if you if you started out as friends or if you just meet and it becomes romantic all, right away, if it's meant to be. Yeah. If, it, if romance is meant to be, it's going to happen. If both parties are into it, it's happening. And this is stop and start and push and pull because he's giving you resistance because he wants you sometimes when he, for, you know, when he wants you and then he doesn't and, he, and he's calling all the shots. So it's not that love can't come out of being a friend, love can't come after a friendship. It totally can. But in this particular case with this dude, uh, I say it's not happening. And, like, also, just take a few steps back and don't be at his beck and call. Don't reply to his text. Take a moment for yourself and just take a break from this dude, okay? And sure as fuck, don't watch his dog. But it's 9.42 p.m. i got to take another phone call. That's, that's okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I just realized we're on the phone for a long time. I could have talked to that girl. We should have tea. If she lives in the city that I live in, we could be having tea. Who is this, Madeline? Hello? Hello, you're on. What's your name? How old are you and from where are you calling? Hi, um, I'm calling from Vancouver, Canada. Oh, this is so amazing. What's going- I really want to go to Vancouver so bad. I've never been there. Crazy, yeah. Um, it's kind of weird because, like, kind of relate to the previous caller in a way I don't know not really um anyways I'll just give tell me anyway (laughs) um yeah so basically what it is is I have this friend he's a boy and we've been friends for like a really long time it's been like six years um and uh just like a few weeks ago I started to notice that he was like texting me more and like talking to me differently and um and then like we started talking and he just told me that he has a crush on me and like it was I was really taken aback by this like because I really don't want to stop being friends with him um and ever since then he's like well what happened was I told him that like it wouldn't work between us and I just wanted to stay friends because he's like one of my best friends um and then, oh, good for you for being honest. That's so awesome. You're <laughs> so direct and honest. I, I think that's great. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and then since then, it's just been, like, so weird between us. Like, he 
he texts me and I'm like wondering if if we're just being friends or if like are you hitting on me right now like it's totally changed our relationship and like I don't know I feel like I've kind of just been like avoiding it but maybe I need to have another talk with him or something I don't know okay well let me get this straight how old are you guys again oh I'm 19 we're both 19 you're 19 you're, you guys are friends, and you told him you don't want to date him, and you just want to keep being friends, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. When did he tell you? When did he tell you he liked you? How long ago, or how recent? Ago, I guess it's been almost. So this is kind of fresh. You are very hyper aware of it. We're women. Yeah. We think a lot about stuff. Now, thank God you told him how you felt because here's the deal. You put the information out there. Um, yeah. And and all you can do now, like, if he tries to kiss you or, like, or ask you out again, he, you've already put the information out there. You're not you're not leading him on. Like, you've been friends. He told you how he feels. You told him how you feel. And now I think it's more of, like, a time. Uh, uh, you have to, like, let a little bit of time go by and, like, get back into the into the groove. Oh, the groove. Yeah. I said groove. you got to get back <laughs> into the groove of being friends. And And I think right now maybe you're a little self-conscious because you're, like, hyper aware and you, you feel weird and you're like oh my god he's he's calling me he loves me like you know what I mean and like yeah. maybe he does but it doesn't matter because you, since you're so awesome and you were honest and you told him how you felt you don't have to worry because you already did the hard part you already told him how you felt and he's still texting you should be happy like you're still friends and and now it's on him if he's weirded out or he wants to continue if, if it's too hard for him to be friends with you He'll he'll have to tell you, and and hopefully he won't, and he'll get over it. And but you just have to relax a little bit, try to go back to normal. He's probably way more embarrassed than you are. Like so, don't you worry. Don't take on all the guilt and stuff. There's nothing wrong. It's everything's great. You were friends. You're so lovable that he likes you, and you're also so awesome that you told him how you feel. And now he's still your friend. So it seems like it's like a win, win, win. And there's a little bit of awkward that you just have to get past. And I think you should, because he sounds like a, he sounds like a nice person, but if he tries to like, yeah, put chlor, if he tries to like put chloroform on a cloth and, and like, you know, like drug <laughs> you and, and drive you to Montreal or I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> or like rape you or something weird, like, or kiss you or do something or, or cough block you or something with a guy you actually like. Then, then we'll revisit this and we'll figure out what should happen. But right now, just be kind. Try to act normal. Be nice. Be exactly. Try to be how you were before. And and just remember that he's probably way more embarrassed. And it's pretty cool that that he can move forward and not just be like, what a bitch, and be like all egomaniac and weird <laughs> about it, and be like, I I hate her. She sucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Does she just love her? No. Oh, I hate her. Um. So, I hope that helps. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, be nice to this guy. Not too nice, but, you know, <laughs> normal. What were you going to say? Well, I don't know. It also just makes it kind of weird because we, like, essentially work together in a way. We're both um, musicians, and we, like, play music together and gig and stuff, and it's kind of just, like, changed the whole dynamic in a way. I don't know. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, what does he play? Drums? No, he plays bass and I play guitar. Well, is, is there another person in the band? Uh, yeah. There's a couple How many more people? Two other people. Do they know about this? Did you tell them? Yeah, one of them is like my other best friend. <laughs> a, a girl so, or a guy? A girl. Um, 
Does she love him by any chance? That could be a quick fix. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, part of it's, like, uh, I just, like, wonder if, like, how, I've never really had a very successful, like, girl and guy just friendship without it getting complicated, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. yeah, often well, one side will end up, this kind of thing will happen, end up happening, and it, like, cha- like, not ruins it, but, like, changes it, I don't know. Well, don't make yourself so important. He'll find another girl that likes him back, and then you'll probably be like, what the fuck? I thought you loved me. I can't believe this. <laughs> um, just, like, just, again, it doesn't have to fuck everything up. Like, he sounds really cool. Like, he's, if he's still in the band and he's okay and he's dealing with it, he's the one who should be feeling weird and bad and embarrassed, and, and, and he, he shouldn't even be feeling embarrassed. It's okay. He put his feelings out there. He sounds like a cool guy. He likes you. You're a cool girl. It's all wonderful. It's all complimentary and wonderful. And and just get back to being friends and stay in the band and don't use that as an excuse to be like everything's ruined the band's over we get, we're you know <laughs> like just it's just gonna take yeah. a little time it might take a few months just just be cool with him and don't be weird with him because that'll just like create more weirdness and it's just unnecessary it's like it's not such a big deal nobody's died nobody's hit anybody nobody's like hurt you know what I mean it's just he just likes yeah. you it's okay it's all good just yeah no it could be worse. <laughs> Yeah, it, is, it sounds like everything's fine, and just try not to be, like, telling too many people about it, because just imagine if it was, you know, if it was you who liked him, and then he was telling everyone in the band, it's like, just try to treat him like you would want to be treated in this situation, just be kind of delicate, because the only thing he's guilty of is having a crush on you, and that sounds pretty sweet and nice, and, you know, so, and then just focus on making music and playing, going to play shows and stuff like that. That's like, just put your attention on that and have fun at the shows you play and eat pizza and hang out and laugh and have a great time. And it's all, it's all good. And it's it's all innocent and like a beautiful thing actually. So just be nice to him and treat him like you would want to be treated. Okay. 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 Cool. And then call me next week if things get crazy weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. Um, area code. Oh, I'm excited about this phone call because this is a girl. Cece, is this you? Yes. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great, actually. Yeah. Now, let me refresh everybody's memory. If you were listening last week, and you should have been, I can't believe you guys if you did not hear last week's episode, uh, but whatever, we'll we'll bring you up to date. So this girl, Cece, calls. She lives in New York. Uh, she lives in, you live in Queens, right? Yeah. She lives in Queens. She's like, uh, she's, 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 not having the best time in New York right now. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have, doesn't have a job, and, and, like, she's just, you know, she was worried about her skin. She's getting acne, and her parents came to visit for two months, and she, they're from China, and she quit her job to go hand, take care of her parents and get them around town because there's a big loyalty to family uh, in her in her um, culture and stuff. So she quit her job. Now she has no job. She needs to go to the dermatologist. She doesn't feel like she has very many friends. She's a little bit shy when she's talking to people. Cece, are you shocked that I remember all these details? Yes. Well, so here's shocked. the deal. And it was amazing because I was like, you know, I'm thinking, oh, and she draws, drawing, she likes cooking, but it's like she works at, at like a, at a, at like a, you worked at a Japanese restaurant, right? But like they treated you yeah, kind of mean. Or she, yeah, so she, and so she's just kind of unhappy and she doesn't really, anyway, so the wonderful thing was I didn't really know what advice to give. I listened and I was just like, you need to figure out what you want to do. You need to wake up earlier. You need to go look for a job and you need to get your fucking act together and then you need to tell your parents 
you know, uh, you need to go to the dermatologist and maybe get some money from them and then just fucking look for a job and put yourself into the world. So anyway, so somebody was listening to the podcast last week, and this girl, and CC friended me on Instagram, asked, I'm boy crazy, and this girl who works at American Apparel, who's a manager at American Apparel, wrote to me on Instagram and said, hey, Lexi, I want to help CC have her email me uh, a resume and three pictures of her, her style or whatever. And so I put them together on Instagram, like connected them, and Cece, what happened? Did you send your resume? What, what, tell me everything. Up, yeah, you know, I did me send my resume. And, yeah, I, I sent my resume and my pictures and, like, what was the girl's name? I already forgot. This is so rude. Um, no, 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 it's okay. So Vanessa, I think. Maybe um, Nate and Vanessa. Yeah, it was Vanessa. Um, and I sent my resume and everything to Vanessa. And then Vanessa's coworker, which, which like, the person who take charters of like hiring some other girl emailed me back asked me like are you available tomorrow I'm like yeah like just let me know where and when and then I've never heard anything back from that person um well okay well wait where where's the American Apparel which location they didn't tell um there's no location or anything Okay, well, here's the deal. Wait, that's where you guys left it? That's that's where it is right now? Yeah, um, just nothing back. Um, maybe probably my resume didn't match for what they want. Oh, no, no, know. no. Listen to me. Don't give up hope now. This is amazing. Don't this is, don't get into a, like, be bummed yet. Here's the deal. Just email or call or whatever. Email again tomorrow and go, hey, just checking in. I thought I was going to come in. Um, what location are you guys? And then wait, and then say I'm, I'm available, and I'm really looking forward to to coming in. Um, and then and then just be patient, and then maybe start going to America. That's actually a wonderful idea. You should go to American Apparel and uh, and try to get a job. But just just email, remind them because people, especially the girls who work at American Apparel, they're young, they're living their life, mm-hmm. they're boy crazy, they're having a blast, they're wearing, uh, wearing they're wearing very risque short short dresses and whatnot, and then who knows? They might have just forgotten for a moment. So I say don't be like Lindsay Lohan and show up late and not do the right thing because I just watched all eight episodes of Lindsay on the OWN network, and uh, don't be like her. That's a, that's that's uh, on a side note of a side note. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, okay. okay. So, yeah, just email, email tomorrow and then and don't take no for an answer and just – and then you should actually start going around the city to different. If you don't hear back from them, go to American Apparel on Houston, on Spring, on every single fucking yeah, street there's where there's so American many. Apparel. Yeah, yeah, and just go in and be like, hi, and, and look as look as cute as you can possibly look, and because I know you're adorable because I saw your Instagram. And then, um, oh, you started following my boyfriend too, but I'm not mad about you following my boyfriend, but that's okay. Anyway. I don't know. What are you talking about? (laughs) You started following him. Oh, my God. I'm over Instagram. It's okay. Um, He he gets great advices. What would you say? Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, you heard him? Oh, the guy uh, on last week's episode? Uh Uh-huh. You could tell he's my boyfriend? Huh? Yeah, I said you could tell that the guy from last week is my boyfriend? Which one? Oh, wait. Mr. Green ain't your boyfriend? No, he's not. Is uh, he? Well, maybe. 
Oh, I thought you just said that you thought that he was my boyfriend. Yeah, like the musician, right? You, you were into like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Your phone is so crazy. You've got to, you've got to call me back. I'm not, I'm gonna leave it. I, I, I don't know why the connection is so fucked up. But uh, area code. Well, CC, don't forget to email the ladies at American Apparel and make something happen. I'm excited. I'm really invested in CC's life. But stop following my boyfriend. I'm just kidding. Uh, area code seven one three. Seven one three. Yep. Yeah. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Tell me everything. Who is this? What's happening? Uh, Houston. Okay, you're from Houston. What's your name and how old are you? And what's going on? What? Is that a prank call? Was that the world's shortest prank call? Interesting. I wonder what the life existential meaning of that prank call was. That was like some Lenny Bruce Kaufman kind of stuff. Like, oh my, where is the joke? I'm too, I'm not smart enough to know what the joke was in that prank phone call. Houston. Houston. We'll never know. We will never, ever know. Well, on a side note, I have a rambling non... Oh, God, God. I had a horrible dream. I went to Washington State. Anyway, okay, sorry. Let me get back on track. All right. So I just watched all eight episodes of Lindsay, the docuseries, the documentary series about Lindsay Lohan executive produced by Oprah Winfrey. I don't know if you ever heard of a woman named Oprah. All right, she's kind of a huge deal. Uh, I would like to be, I would like to be uh, some kind of, you know, the white version of the white hipster Oprah or whatever, a dirty Oprah, if you will, um, if you would let me. Anyway, the point is, she produced this docuseries for Lindsay Lohan. And I, first of all, I don't even know First, second, third, eighth of all, I did not even know that I got the Oprah Winfrey Network own. I thought, well, surely if I'm paying for cable, that is definitely one of the uh, the networks that is going to be extra money that I will definitely not pay for. As much as I love Oprah or, like, make her godly and put her on a pedestal, I don't really put her on a pedestal I'm going to pay for every month. Uh, I appreciate her. I think she has done cool stuff. She helps people. She tries to motivate people to be the, the best they can be. She's given gifts. She's, she seems like she's, uh, she's, she's searching. She wants people to find their truth and do well. And I've not even read any of her books or her magazines or whatever, or her show. I've not watched it. But I know a vibe. I get a vibe. Oh, I've seen interviews she's done with Cher and Tina Turner, and I like those interviews. But maybe, maybe because I just like Cher and Tina Turner so much. Cher is great. If you guys are too young to know who Cher is, uh, she's amazing. You should watch a movie called Moonstruck. And Tina Turner is pretty cool, too. Google her as well. Anyway, um, yeah, but like, turns out I do have the OWN network. And then while I went, I went away on my, um, my, my trip of uh, disenchantment, I TiVo'd or DVR'd all the episodes of Lindsay on OWN. And then when I got home and I was heartbroken and I needed a distraction and my, my kitten that I just recently got was not enough of a distraction, I decided to have a Lindsay marathon that my kitten and I watched. And my kitten is a heterosexual boy kitten. Or maybe he's gay. I'm hoping he's gay. I don't know what the deal is. But the way he looks at me sometimes, you would never know. Anyway, 
or you would think he's straight. I'm actually embarrassed to not wear a top around my cat sometimes. It's embarrassing. I can't even masturbate anymore. I swear to God, I used to touch my privates all the time. I can't even do it anymore because I have shame. I feel like if I touch my privates with my kitten in the apartment, it's like I'm committing bestiality. I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm not even joking. I feel like, oh, my God, I'm sexualizing my cat. There cannot be sex. Like, and then I hadn't touched my privates the entire time I got my, since I got my cat, and I've had my cat for, like, two weeks, right? Maybe it's my, maybe I've had the cat for two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I think I, I touch my, I, I, I don't like masturbate and I don't like touch my privates. One sounds like I was molested and I'm like a guest star in an episode of Law and Order SVU. And the other one sounds like masturbate, Blah, masturbate. It's so horrible. Anyway, so I, I think I did that like once and I felt a lot of shame. I don't know what that's about, but that's how I felt. I'm not going to lie. And then when I went to go see my boyfriend, even though we were, like, fighting a ton, you know, we did have sex because I'm, I really love sex and stuff like that. And, like, you know, thank God we, we got over our fight long enough to have sex three times during our two-day visit. So that was cool, even though it wasn't enough sex for me anyway. Like, I could have had way more sex, but um, I was too angry. So that these we only had sex three times uh, on the trip because that's when we weren't angry. Whatever. <laughs> my God, going nowhere fast. But I noticed, and here's a tip from me to you, girls, and guys too, I guess, because I didn't touch my privates for two weeks when I had sex, it was insane. I was so much more, like, sensitive. And it was just crazy. I don't know if it's because I did my kegels on the airplane ride, even though I was mad at my boyfriend while I was flying to him. Or if it's because I didn't touch my, myself for two weeks straight. But stuff felt good. Things felt good. Things felt tight. Things felt great uh, when I was having sex. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's a little lesson. You, you know, you learn some stuff. So I watched Lindsay with my kitten, my heterosexual male kitten, I've decided. And he was totally into the show also. We just we just watched eight episodes, eight hours, dumbfounded. And... Uh, I feel like the part of her lack of success or being able to get her life jump started again, aside from the fact that she still continues to delude herself and think it's okay to go out nightclubbing, even if she's not drinking, it's not okay because she has a horrible reputation and she needs to fucking do everything the opposite way she's been doing it and she needs to fucking make the right choice in every situation and fucking get get herself on track and just prove. She Now, she, now it sucks, but sorry, dude, you've been in rehab for six six times and you've gone to jail. I don't care if you can go clubbing and go dancing all night and be sober. Like, you don't. You want to work in movies and you don't want the world to judge you anymore and you don't want the heads of studios and networks and blah, blah, blah to, like, think you're unreliable? Well, then prove them wrong and, oh, sorry, don't go, don't go to a fucking club. Anyway, aside from the clubbing, aside from the showing up, like, hours and hours at photo shoots and all these things and, and, and fucking up, and giving into her horrible reputation and proving everybody right with the lateness. What's up with the fucking lip injections? The lip injections, I feel like that's the worst part of everything. Because then she's in a movie, like she's in that movie called The Canyons, and now she's like her reputation is like this iconic bad girl, fuck up, party girl, like kid, childhood star gone wrong. So she's still famous. 
but she's not really making any money, or at least not making the money in the way she wants to make money, which is in movies. But she does this. She 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 manages to do the movie The Canyons because she's you know she's still a famous name, and everybody loves a comeback story, and they want to see her fail or see her be amazing in The Canyons. But the thing that took me out of the movie, aside from you know her acting was fine, it was whatever. It's about it's about a fucking weird starlet sex-addled girl in Los Angeles. So it wasn't the best acting. It didn't require anything amazing. And it would have been okay for that character to have a tan and lots of eye makeup on and, and lip injections. But it's too much. Like, even in that role, her lip injections and her, the color of her skin and all the lip gloss that I read that she, like, put on all this, like, she did her own makeup or she would change it because she has an idea of how she's supposed to be. And it's just, like, so wrong, dude. Stop fucking, stop self-tanning. Stop it with the lip injections. Relax. Put on a white T-shirt. Don't go out to the club. Put on some jeans. Fucking lay low. Stop drinking. Show up to the thing on time. But really mainly the lip injections. Mainly the lip injections and the orange skin. It's just fucking weird. Anyway, yeah, and then her mom is a total fuck up. If you start, if you watch episode five, and I remember the episode because after the show is done, you should watch the episode. You should watch all of them. <clears throat> episode five of the Lindsay Marathon. That's when shit starts getting really weird. Because then, like Dina Lohan, her fucking useless piece of shit mom, who who is you know fifty percent of the reason why Lindsay Lohan is so fucked up because her parents are fucking pieces of garbage, fuck up, like disgusting pieces of shit. Um, the mom totally seems coked out of her mind or on pills or something, comes over to Lindsay's house, just like, it's just so fucking horrible, such a user, so fucked up, like, so so useless and unhelpful. And aside from that, episode five is also amazing because Lindsay doesn't want the film crew in her house sometimes, even though it's she's contractually obligated to Oprah and everybody who's giving her all this money and this big chance to have, you know, she's she's contractually obligated to have them film when they've agreed to film, but on, you know, with, without giving them any notice, she'll say, "Oh, I don't want you in the house. Sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to film today," which is just a slap in Oprah's face. Let's face it. And uh, she goes, I, "I'll, I'm going to go to Art Basel, or, or you guys can't come over to my house to film today, but uh, don't worry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna film myself." And in episode five, she starts filming herself a bit, and then they cut to the the, the, sh- the shots that Lindsay films, and they're so weird. She's, like, sitting in front of her photo booth, which I'm sure we've all done, but we've not had this broadcasted on, on the Oprah Winfrey Network. It's, like, her sitting in front of her photo booth posing, uh, trying to cry, but you can tell she's just yawning out of her nose, and it's so contrived and so awkward and so fucking weird so weird and she's so narcissistic and into herself and listen we are all into ourselves we with our instagram and our selfies and me talking right now into this fucking thing and blah 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 yeah we're all about ourselves but this shit is on a whole new level and i highly recommend watching Lindsay on own it's it's awesome the clothing is good the shops in new york are great uh it's just fucking weird. And she's so, she's such an addict. All the excuses she makes, like, now I believe it. And, like, she's just fuck. And she believes all of her own lies. Like, my thing 
it's interesting, getting in the fight with my boyfriend this weekend and really committing to to my anger and to thinking I'm right. Like, I really was mad at him for 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 following this girl on Instagram, like following her back. And he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, technically, I understand why I was upset. Girls, I'm sure you would understand, like jealousy. That's an honest feeling. It's a real thing. It's a real feeling. Whatever. Um, but it, it, he didn't do anything wrong. I understand why I got upset, but I also was the one whose problem it was. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. But I was so deluded and delusional, I, like, committed to this belief. Like, I, I was like, I am right. And that's what she does with her weird addiction on a whole other level. It's just interesting. It's just interesting how the mind can, uh, you can just tell yourself your own stories and really believe you're right when you're not right. And that's kind of a terrifying thing and interesting. Um, but pushing all the Lindsay stuff aside, what I wanted to say and come full circle a bit, like, so the main takeaway, the thing that scared me about this fight that I had on, on Friday with, with the guy I'm dating was it started off, the fight started off with me. It was my fault. It sucks. Um, but I started the fight. But then it exploded because we don't communicate the same way. Like, I had this idea of how I could have been calmed down. And I had this idea of what he would do to make me feel better by, like, hugging me or just laughing it off and not taking me seriously and just kind of, like, just reassuring me and having it be over. But instead, because he's a guy, he just shut down. Like, he got defensive and he, like, yeah, he just turned inward. He didn't want to deal with it because he felt he didn't deserve it. And he didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve the bullshit that I was putting on him. But whereas maybe a girl, let's say if two girls involved, or it's just whatever. Maybe, maybe who knows what another person would have done. But it's just interesting because when I brought this up with anybody who would listen, like the barista at Starbucks and the guy at the taco stands that I went and talked to, <laughs> I like talk to anybody who will listen. The general consensus from men, because they could all relate, they could all relate to my boyfriend shutting down because men don't like confrontation for the most part. They don't. I mean, for the most part, they don't like girls. There's actually been a study where men there's an aversion, they have like a, an aversion to women's tears. Like the scent, the scent of a woman's tears actually repulses a guy on a weird, um, deep, deep level that's so subtle that they would be like, no, that's, that's not true. But they've, been, they've done studies. And girls want to talk into death and guys are like, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. And then they just fucking go blank and hide in, the, in, their, in their souls. And uh, that was, was the bummer, the bummer that, like, we couldn't communicate out of it. And the, the less he communicated and the less he, the more he shut down, the more angry I got. And that's just what it was. So maybe you guys can relate to that, but that was just an interesting thing. And, but it kind of taught me a lesson where it just made me think that, all right, <clears throat> I have to be in control of my anger because I have to know. So, like, I've got to remember all the good things about the guy I'm dating. I've got to remember all the good things, and I've got to realize. I've got to pick my battles, and if he can't deal with shit that he doesn't feel he did wrong, and I, I, then I have, to, I have to just fucking pick my battles. I can't get mad at the drop of a hat. I can't fucking attack and exhaust somebody who doesn't deserve it. And I should reserve being angry for when there's something actually worthy of being angry about. I mean, I'm a woman. I can get mad at anything all the time. 
I can. I could figure out a million different things to get mad at. I'm, you know, I'm just that good. I am that good. And women, we can do this. Why did you say it like that? What does that mean? Oh, really? You did that? Oh, oh okay. I guess. Oh, no, I know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're women. We're masters of this. Our brains work super fast, and we analyze a lot of stuff, and it's just more of a feminine way to be. It's just how we are. Whereas men, and more specifically, the guy I'm dating, doesn't work as fast as I do. He needs time to process. That's fine. That's a wonderful thing. That's just different for me. When you have two different, when you have two people who deal with, with confrontation completely differently, and I am not afraid of confrontation, I just think it's an opportunity to communicate, and I'm not scared of it. I actually like it because I feel like if you just communicate, you just walk through it. It's no big deal. But if the other person doesn't like confrontation and thinks they're being attacked and thinks they like, you know, any kind of confrontation means that they're being called bad or wrong or a failure or, or whatever, then it's exhausting and you're not going to get anywhere. So I think I'm going to reserve all the unnecessary crazy fighting I feel compelled to do because I uh, have a tendency to be like that. I'm going to try my hardest to not do that because that would be lovely for anybody I date. And uh, and then I'm going to hope for the best when something comes up that, that really deserves to be talked about. And then hopefully he won't shut down. But I bet he won't. I bet he only shut down because he totally knew he didn't deserve it. So I apologize to men everywhere for being a dick uh, to my boyfriend. But there are some jewels and pearls of wisdom gained from the fight that I had about about uh, communication and the difference between men and women. Men are from Venus or whatever. Women are from wherever. Okay. Anyway. Oh, wait. It's the prank caller from Houston. He's not a prank caller, though, I don't think. Area code 713. Hey, what's up? So what happened before? Where'd you go? Are you a prank caller or you have a real thing to talk about? (laughs) No, I was inside, but I flipped out. Well, what's going on? What's your name and how old are you? I mean, what's, what's your issue tonight? Um, issue, uh, I don't know. I'm 23. I'm from Houston. You're 23. You're from Houston. What's your name? Xavier. Xavier? Yeah. Well, what's happening, Xavier? Uh, not much. Well, what what made you call? What What, what brought you here? What do you want to talk about? All right. I don't know what's going on. Well, no. Oh, God. So call back in if you want. But I I think I should wrap up the show in a moment. But if you call back, Xavier, 23rd in Houston, I would love that. I think you're having some technical difficulty or some issues with your phone. Um. God, I totally didn't get to tell you about all these other amazing things, how we spoke at a teen group meeting yesterday through Children's Hospital and Art of Elysium, and how I went to go see my old teen counselor from when I was 15 years old, and uh, got to check in with her and say hello and let her know where, I am, where I'm at in my life. So I saw, I saw my old, old group, my old teen, when I was a teenager, she was my counselor, and I would have to go to like meetings after school because I did drugs and I wanted to stop doing drugs or my mom made me go to this, these meetings at Kaiser Permanente every day after school for five days a week. Four days was, you know, I got drug tested and then I 
had group therapy with all these fucking bonehead loser kids, of, of which I was one of them. And uh, and then on the fifth day, on Friday, it was it was one-on-one counseling and then group therapy with all the kids and their parents. <clears throat> so during that time, oh, I'll tell you about this next week. Too much to get into. But anyway, I saw her yesterday, and I hadn't seen her in many years, and it was a wonderful, beautiful moment to be able to see her. And uh, and then I spoke at a totally separate, not having to do with this woman at all, or Kaiser Permanente, I spoke at a different um, teen group meeting, which is interesting. It was like life goes full circle, and that was kind of a beautiful experience to just meet all these cool 16-year-old kids face-to-face and just kind of get a glimpse into their life a teeny bit and just try to, like, you know, we did, like, a writing exercise, and they all pitched TV ideas, and we did, you know, we did some writing exercises together, and anyway, it was just a beautiful, interesting day yesterday, and I'll tell you more about that next week, because I will be here next week, next Wednesday, 9 p.m., every Wednesday, 9 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, Boy Crazy Radio, um, Oh, God, I want to play us out with a song tonight. Thank you guys, everybody, for calling in. I really do appreciate it. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. Let me know what you thought of the show. Leave a comment. Say hello. Tell me your questions. Anything. Just say hi. Befriend me. Let's be friends. At I'm Boy Crazy on Instagram and on Twitter. The letter I, the letter M-B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. Um... I'm going to play us out with a song by Mac DeMarco, which I listened to a gazillion times yesterday because I was I was still recovering from my uncomfortable weekend, and I felt very heartbroken. I deleted – oh, well, I can't say this. I don't want him to hear this, but whatever. Um, so I listened to this song a million times, and it was just very romantic, and it made me feel sad and dreamy and and uh, and actually made me feel a little bit better. So not very sad. Anyway, it's a romantic song by Mac DeMarco called Let My Baby Stay. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. I'll see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. Um, You can also subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. You can also call me and leave me a voicemail message if you can't call in during the live show. And the telephone number for that is area code 888-666-2045. And, uh... I'm going to play this out with a song called Let My Baby Stay by Mac DeMarco. And you know what, you guys? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you.
Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee, credit valid for day. Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans or offer end 1716 through 1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.